Grace, thank you so much for coming in today. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you too. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, catch up a little bit in this conversation about senior year and where you're off to next and talk about Roland Park a little bit and just all the things that are going on in your life, uh, you know, and we'll just see where the conversation takes us. So how's everything going today? Monday. It's, it's going May 1st. Well. Yeah, it's fresh start towards the end of the senior year, which is an interesting feeling, like the start of the end, um, but definitely going well, heading into APs. Um, so that study period starting and definitely looking forward to wrapping the year up on a strong note and, you know, saying those final goodbyes and starting fresh. Yeah, bittersweet, right? I it mean, is. We've sure. got a lot that will happen in May. What, um, what do you look forward to in this month? I guess this is the last month, really. It is, for sure. So our classes wrap up next Wednesday, and then after that we go into our senior projects over at Roland Park, which I'm super excited about. Um, looking forward to having some time over at um, the emergency department at a hospital and getting to spend some time there and then going back to my middle school and spending some time volunteering over there. And so just like a great way to, you know, have that transition from high school all the way into, you know, college. So looking forward to that. So you have a couple things going on for the encounter, it sounds right. like. Yeah. So I'll be spending some time with Dr. Nikki Allworth in the emergency department and over um, at GBMC and then going to my middle school at Hartford Day and um, spending some time in the admissions department there. So I was really involved with admissions at Roland Park, and then I wanted to continue that interest as well. Interest. Okay. So um, tell me about those two interests and where they started. So you're in the hospital, and then, you know, you'll do, be doing some admission stuff as well. Yeah, I think it's a great, like, balance between, like, my academic interests and, like, personal interests just being on the social side and then over in the admissions department and then over in the hospital getting to, you know, really hone in on my interests of biology um, and that passion as well. Okay, so biology is your, your big subject. It is for sure. I also love English, you know, of course, like, revisiting that 11th grade English class, but... Um, I do love biology, and that's what I hope to continue on with in the future. Awesome. Well, uh, okay, so Tulane next year. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Tulane. I know it started as a medical college. Um, why there, and what was that process like to apply and get into Tulane? Yeah, so it definitely started off like just a school that I had never heard of until last August when my college counselor said, you need another school for your list. Um, and then... I applied and started looking into it. Um, definitely was like, oh my gosh, New Orleans. Like that's a huge different place with a different culture. Yeah. Um, and then I visited after I applied and was just like completely like fell in love with that, you know, like the jazz culture, all of the rich history, um, mm -hmm. the bubbly people, the constant things to do. It's extremely exciting. Wow. So, yeah. Good for you. Definitely recommend as a place to put on your bucket list for visiting. Yeah, New Orleans is on my bucket list. I've been to Charleston. Have you been to Charleston? I haven't, no. Charleston's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, never made it down to New Orleans. It's a very cool place. Yeah. So I'm excited. So you're doing ROTC there. I know you were interested in Air Force for a little bit, right? And, and just generally the military. Um, it's interesting because I've got some military in my family. I've got the Army shirt right. on today. <laughs> Wear this, this a good bit because my sister went to West Point, and mm -hmm. as I told you, she's marrying an Army Ranger this month. I've got to give a toast at the wedding, so I'm working <laughs> on that a little bit. But I'm, I'm curious about your interest in the military because I know you know how difficult it is and how special of a person it takes to, to do something like that. So where did that start out for you? 
I think it definitely started with my family. So all the guys in my family have been in the army. So my uncle, my grandfather, my dad, and definitely grew up as a military child. And then it was a few summers ago during COVID, my brother, um, you know, was a dependent of my father. And he was like, oh man, like I turned 25, I graduated college, like I'm no longer dependent. And I was like, hmm, I don't want to live like that. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, like I guess I'll, you know, he's definitely not the type of guy to go into the military. So I was like, all right, I guess it's, you know, my turn now. And I, it's combination of following and you know family footsteps and also just growing up in that lifestyle and um my dad said to me like you know what grace like maybe the army isn't for you um and the i have the best place in his heart but um he was like why don't you look at the air force and i did and then i had these you know options between the academy and rotc Mm -hmm. um and just when talking to the people at tulane's rotc just really was um it sounded like the best option for like balancing like the lifestyle and getting to enjoy like a new place in a new city and um, still having like that path for a career in the future. Yeah, I like that. I remember the first time I went to the Naval Academy and I'm definitely not the type of person that would go to an academy. I think I would do okay there, but I went to the Naval Academy and it's so beautiful there. And, you know, you're looking at all these brand new buildings and fields and the water and, you know, people walking around in their uniforms. But the walls that like wrap around the campus, they freaked me out because I felt like I was going to be trapped. I, I feel that way a little bit at West Point because you got to go through all these barriers over this bridge and mm-hmm. check your ID to get into the campus. And I would, I, I don't know, I think the ROTC sounds a little bit more like my pace. It seems like you can have a life as a student and also get the military part as well. Right, it's a bit more transitional than I understand that feeling of you saying like the big walls up and like the extreme like introduction like right off the bat in the middle of June and you know rather than like coasting into it a little bit. When when my family dropped my sister off at West Point, I remember I was along for the ride and my sister was so stressed out, so nervous, and I'm definitely not the type of person to be in the car. You know, I like you know messing right. around a little bit, and I I wasn't going in the military, so I was you know sleeping in, and they were rushing and. I remember when they dropped the the first years off at West Point, you get your final goodbye to your parents and your family, and you get, I think, maybe 60 seconds or 90 second goodbye. You say goodbye, and then all of a sudden, all the new people are kind of behind the wall, and you just hear the, uh, you know, them getting yeah. yelled at right away. And you're like, my mom's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't, your mom's very strong for doing that. I don't <laughs> think my mom would have, you know, really done too well in that moment. So definitely giving her a, bit more welcoming goodbye. (laughs) Um, What is the ROTC program like at Tulane? Yeah, so it definitely has some early mornings, three, Mm -hmm. six a.m. classes and um, PT. And, you know, those run until eight or nine in the morning and going through like the basic introductions of like what the Air Force is and what your future is going to look like. And then um, different leadership labs with older cadets. And so learning from them Um, and then I have like the rest of the time to myself and getting to be a normal student. That's awesome. I like that. Um, do you know anyone who's at Tulane right now? Because I know it's helpful sometimes to have some people that have gone through it or who are there that you can talk to and lean on, especially when you're doing this difficult training. Right. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to talk to some people that I don't know personally, but just like cadets there now um, who are going through the process. I'll know of their names when I get on campus, but as far as Tulane goes, there are like six people at Tulane from Roland Park, so definitely some upperclassmen who I've done track with, who I've, you know, had classes with who are there and can 
give me the insider tips. Yeah, it's pretty um, popular. I feel like I've heard more and more people going down to Tulane for school. It definitely is, you know, like surprising how many people from Maryland are venturing down there. Um, but it'll be nice to, you know, be in a new place, but also they like, have a few familiar faces. So it's not, you know, completely new. It's still big enough where I'm going to be meeting new people and things like that. But Now, have you known for a while that you'd be going there or is this kind of recent news? Because I know I follow the Gilman 23 class and they're posting on Instagram, like, you know, people who, are, who know where they're going to college now. And I know it's different for everybody. So when did you find out in, like, does everyone know where they're going to college at this point? or? Yeah, so May 1st is the big decision day. Okay. So I think, you know, today is the day where everybody's going to be wrapping up their decisions. I committed to Tulane in February. Um, so I wasn't exactly the type of person you could wait till May to know where I'm going. I wanted to have a decision a little bit earlier than that. So mm-hmm. I found out in December and then made that final visit with my mom and um, decided in February. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I know. I know the feeling of you know when you're going to college, you're probably looking at a bunch of different places, and the place that you choose usually gives you the best you know uh, gut feeling when you're on the campus at first. Yeah, there's not like you know I can't find words yet to like figure out how I feel when I'm there. Like maybe you know better you know after going through the whole college process, but it is just like that feeling of home and like excitement and nostalgia for having to leave, but just like that rush of energy and like seeing yourself there. Yeah, it's going to be so cool for you to, you know, as you said, start a new chapter in a brand new place. You know, I feel like um, Baltimore is a specific place and it's it's very, I don't know, I I feel like going to New Orleans is going to be a complete culture shift in a lot of ways. It'll definitely be a big shock for sure. I'm sure I'll have to like see food a bit more than I do now and... (laughs) appreciate jazz music a bit more, um, but definitely only ever living in Virginia and Maryland. It's, I'm excited. So do you grow up in Virginia and then moved here? I did, yeah. I moved um, during kindergarten. Okay. So pretty early on, been here for a while. Gotcha. And is your family, I know you said your brother, are they still in the military or like what is the history or, or, or what's going on with your family who was in the military at some point? Yeah, so my uncle retired out in California, and then my dad retired here a few years ago. So um, I guess I'll be the only one, you know, active in the family. Um, my brother didn't join, so he's at um, he's in D.C. now, but he's going to grad school next year. Oh, cool. So my mom's, you know, losing both at the same time. <laughs> and are you the youngest? I am. You're the youngest. Cool. All right, well, that sounds good. Um, I was telling my class that I just taught English 11 uh, because I'm trying to get them to write some college essays Mm -hmm. just in advance because I know in August and September they'll be thanking me, hopefully, that I've, like, kind of prepped them a little bit for that process. So I want them to write a college essay. I've been giving them different samples of Mm -hmm. what college essays look like. Uh, What was that process like for you? you? Would you write your college essay on? Yeah, so it definitely is difficult to, like, dig down and, you know, find something. I'm like, what is going to summarize my entire being in 500 words? It's, like, the most difficult thing in the world is trying to get across to somebody who's never seen your face, who's never heard of your name, like, all of those feelings. So mine was actually on sewing, which was, you know, something that I don't think anybody knows about me. And so to, you know, have to talk about that for, you know, 500 words to a stranger was an interesting choice. But um, I talked about, like, how I picked that up probably my freshman year and then use that as an analogy for my interest in science and like biomedical engineering and surgery. So Hmm. talking about like the meticulous aspects of sewing as well as the creativity that can be involved and applied that to science and what I want to do in the future. Wow, that's cool. 
um, it reminds me of the one that we read today in class about pickles. And it's like the first half of the essay is like about pickles. And we're like, where is this going? And then I think as long as by the end of it, you can kind of use that allegory or that analogy to how it, I guess, encapsulates what kind of person you are. It's a good essay. Yeah, like start with anything for sure. Like it can go in absolutely any direction. So that pickle is a great example. So do you ultimately, do you think you want to be a surgeon? Maybe. I do. I want to be a trauma surgeon in the Air Force. Wow. Damn. That's that's awesome. I'm excited. It, it'll be an interesting path. Um, you know, but of course the military sort of gets to decide what I do. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and do you have family in medicine or where did this originate? Like why do you want to be a surgeon? I don't. Um, I think it started out with like a passion for biology. And then I also told myself I want everything except a nine to five desk job. And so I Same. think I, <laughs> I went as you know far away as I could from that and sort of ended up in surgery. Wow. Pretty awesome and cool that you know already kind of where you want to go or at least try. Yeah, I definitely want to try that. And getting to do like different internships in that area has been helpful. Um, but then, of course, want to like incorporate a little bit of like research along the way too. Like, I still enjoy like reading and writing, and so I think that'll be exciting as well to like merge those passions. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. Um, so, shifting kind of to Roland Park and this year and being the school president, correct? Yes. What has that experience been like for you? And um, you know, how's the year been? I guess generally. Yeah, I think it's been a phenomenal year. So. I definitely like started out with a bang. Roland Park is this amazing tradition, which is sort of like an introduction um, from the seniors and from the school president about like what they hope for for the year. And it's called opening day. And so we have speeches from the student government president and performances from different ensembles and like a big senior um, dance that they plan. And so it was like a great way. Um, like in my speech and through like the dance of the class and the different songs we chose to be able to say like look this is what I want for the year like I want us to work on empowering each other and building each other up um, and sort of you know focusing on the little moments that we can celebrate day to day like we do a great job as a school is having a lot of school spirit and like having a lot of events but working on like the everyday like how can we make the little ups and downs you know feel more positive. Yeah, you guys definitely have a lot of spirit days. We do. I recognize that. I got girls from Roland Park coming in costumes like every other week. Yeah, we have to have more spirit than the rest of the tri school. <laughs> got to make our mark. I think you're probably winning that. You might. You get a little bit of backlash on that. <laughs> yeah. But it definitely is a very you know, happy and spirited place to be. Um, what would you say like for a student who's looking at, because you know, when I first moved to Baltimore, I went to a public school outside of Philadelphia and down here there are just so many private schools around the area what would you say to a student who's like looking to come into ninth grade to one of these you know private schools um you got mcdonough you've got Bryn Mawr, ndp but what is it about roland park that kind of separates it and makes it a special place yeah i think for me it definitely started off with like that initial feeling that we were talking about earlier with college like i went to roland park and i said i don't want to apply anywhere else like this is where i'm going and so it is the community and the spirit and then also that merging that you have like with the tri-school and getting able to being able to have that all-girls school environment and then also like the co-ed aspect as well is really awesome and then we definitely take into account like a lot of wellness which i think is definitely a huge topic is there more and more struggles um you know with teenagers and Roland Park's like attention to having a strong wellness program and having super supportive te teachers and fostering those relationships early on to like having a more comfortable atmosphere, I think mm -hmm. definitely sets Roland Park apart. 
Interesting. So let's talk about that a little bit because wellness super important, and I know that Gilman has placed an emphasis on that recently. Um, what are some things that have been helpful, or just things that you've recognized as important that you're doing in that in that way at Roland Park? Yeah. So I de- think it definitely starts with like the wellness office and. They have a ton of fun events to make their environment warm and welcoming and being a place where you can go whether you have a big issue or not. Mm -hmm. And so being a lot more preventative than um, necessarily like focusing just on treatment, which I think is helpful. So they'll have different yoga classes that you can take and try it for the first time or different um, like Zen activities like coloring or like a meditation space, which has also been super helpful. Zen activities. I love that. Yeah. I've been doing puzzle puzzles are very oh, helpful. Yeah. They stress me out a little bit, but Oh yeah. <laughs> I do <laughs> losing a piece, but um I could definitely see how, you know, putting it together can be calming. Yeah, I mean just like put the computer or the phone away and just, you know, work on a puzzle. Um another Zen activity you mentioned yoga. I've been doing a ton of yoga at the oh. core power right yeah. up the street. And hot yoga is you I mean it's the best thing ever. I don't know if you've ever done it before, but I haven't. I'm actually getting a yoga membership for the summer. I decided it's going to be like my summer thing. So wow. definitely want to try hot yoga. I used to do aerial yoga. Um, my mom's a yoga instructor. Is she so really? She is, yes. Where does she do that? She does it at a community college in Hartford County. Okay, cool. So you, you've had it kind of in conversations for a while. You just never really tried it before? Yeah, I think I didn't want to try it because it was associated with my mom, you know, being like a rebellious teenager. Rebellious yeah. teenager. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's something I definitely want to get into. Oh, yeah, it's the best. I mean, I like it because, you know, running is, you know, it hurt, it hurts sometimes. If you if you run every day, I mean, I know you're a track person, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But I don't know. Running hurts my joints sometimes. And yoga, I just I, – sometimes I don't want to go because it's difficult. It's not easy. But when you get done, I don't think I ever regret going. It's just the best feeling. Right, for sure. Definitely have to try out hot yoga, too. Excited for that. Yeah, hot yoga is very good. Um, So track, how's that going for you, and what really got you into that sport? Yeah, so I definitely wanted to try something different. Like, my favorite sport is volleyball. Like, that's what I came into Roland Park, having the intent to do. Um, And then when it came to choose something for winter, like, I wanted to continue on a sports team. Never been a basketball person. And so I was like, I'll give track a go. And so it was one of those things, like, we'll just give it the first day, like, see how we like it. I'm not exactly sure why I came back. It was a very you know, painful and long first day, um, but fell in love with sprinting and then pole vaulting and high jumping, um, mm-hmm. which are my main events. And I enjoy like the culture that our track team has. Like it is a very like mentally tough sport, and so having a supportive group of people who can you know help you get through each day has been definitely the best part about it. So forgive me because I never did track. I don't know anything really about it, but I see you guys out there doing your different like. Um, what are they called? Events. Different yeah. events. Uh, what, how is it mentally tough? How, how do you have to be, men- how is it mentally challenging? Like what is so difficult about the sport? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like it is like an individual sport and you're out there and like all eyes are you on, like are on you at once. Mm-hmm. And like your performance is like dependent on you. Whereas with a team sport, like, okay, one mistake happens, like we'll get the next one sort of thing. Right. But especially when you have like one race, like one jump, like I feel like there's a lot of pressure for that moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, pole vaulting. What is that like? crazy yeah um it's an unreal sensation i think like there's a huge mental barrier with like having to overcome the fact that you are jumping into the air with a pole 
and you know swing up and see what happens it's an insane activity. what's like the first time you've ever done that what is that like because i feel like that would probably be the hardest experience because you've never done it before you don't know what's going to happen like it's kind of awkward with this you know piece of equipment what do i do like how difficult was it to just get in that barrier of entry it was extremely difficult like i do have a gymnastics background and so i think that helped a little bit um and a great coach who was just like just run and jump like you're not going very high it's your first day um and just like you know getting the feel of what it's like to be on the runway what it's like to have that you know big clunky equipment with you so it's definitely one of those things where you just have to like be there and be in the moment and give it a shot and you know cross your fingers tracks one of those sports and i could say the same about tennis because we've been playing a lot of tennis lately um that like the more you think the worse you do like you don't want to you don't want to think. The more you overthink it and are in your own head, the worse you're going to perform. I agree. I yeah. agree. It's one of those things where you just sort of have to, you know, go for it. And, like, running is one of those things naturally, I think, that clears your head. Like, it's hard to, you know, think when you're, like, running at full speed. Mm-hmm. And so um, definitely one of those things where you just got to, like, let it go and, you know, lock in and do your best. Changes and, day to day. And you said the sprinting is your event. Yeah, so I have do a little bit of um, sprinting relays as well. So I do the four by two, so four people running 200, and that's been something that I've gotten into just my senior year, mm-hmm. and that's been a lot of fun. It's like a short, quick race, and you know, it can be pretty enjoyable too to switch things up from the jumping events. So do you think you're gonna have to do a lot of training this summer uh, and running and different other you know physical activities before you go to? ROTC like do you have like a packet or some kind of training regiment that you have to get done this summer they haven't given me anything specifically but you know definitely those like you know two three you know times mile runs that I'll have to do in the fall you know the pull-ups the sit-ups everything that you think about when you think about the military definitely have to like maintain the shape from track all the way through the summer wow yeah I was telling you before we got on air a little bit about my sister my sister and her fiance are just like demons when it comes to physical workouts like they just you know popped off a a marathon yesterday and uh, it's just a different type of training and in shape than most people like to do so kudos to all you military (laughs) see how it goes that's pretty awesome all right so um Student council, let's talk about that a little bit. Student government. I was in student government in high school a little bit, but I've noticed just at Gilman, I've, I've done a podcast with Francesca from Bryn Mawr and uh, Ben Weinfeld, our president. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit different at our schools because, you know, you speak a lot, I assume, in front of the student body, and, you know, it's a big position. Um, what has it been like being a part of the student government at Roland, Roland Park? Right, yeah. So I started off my freshman year, um, and it was sort of a way I had a you know teacher who's a great mentor to me over at Royal Park just tell me, like, you need to just be involved in an organization, try it out, and it'll be a way for you to meet people. And so I did, and then, like, fell in love with the aspect of the environment where we could just, like, you know, fire out ideas at each other. And I liked watching the process of things go from idea on a whiteboard all the way up to, like, execution. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a really mm-hmm. satisfying process. And then as I worked my way up through student government, I fell in love with being in a room with, you know, those freshmen who've never been in that space before and getting to, you know, show them like what leadership is like and using their voice and 
using others' voices to like build up their own ideas and just really that teamwork aspect is so inspiring. Was there someone you looked up to when you were a young like freshman that was maybe the president or someone at the school that you kind of wanted to follow their footsteps a little bit? Yeah, there was a, I think she was like a class secretary, maybe the vice president when I got there, um, Soleil Cockrell, and she just had like this amazing voice no matter what position she was in, and she's somebody who was like a little bit quieter in the classroom, but like once she got to student government, I felt like I was constantly hearing her voice and like constantly hearing like all these ideas that like I had never even thought of before, and it was just like so inspiring. And then she was like class president her senior year. And so I loved watching her like go through a little bit of student government as well. Yeah, I think that's I think it's so important for student government, but just for, you know, high school students to have somebody who's a little bit older that you can look up to and try to be like them. You know, it's interesting um, talking about it's kind of different, but interesting. I have a student that went to the Taylor Swift concert a couple of weeks ago. She goes to Bryn Mawr and, you know, she just wrote an essay about how much she looks up to Taylor Swift and how Taylor Swift is this, like, courageous and has a great message. And it just interests me how much, like, girls look up to Taylor Swift as a as a role model. You know, she's like – and she was, she was big when I was younger and growing up. But even today, like, a lot of high school girls, like, look up to Taylor Swift as – as a really important role model and figure. Yeah, she's definitely, like, a great, you know, role model as, you know, like, a woman and being in the entertainment industry and just, like, making that shift to keep her relevant, like, so many years. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, just, like, finding anybody in the media or in, like, the community that you can have somebody to look up up to is just, like, such a great thing to, you know, emulate, like, what you like about them. Yeah, I think, you know, I I think that's really important. Um, How about some teachers that, you've had either at Gilman, Roland Park, that, or Bryn Mawr. I know you take classes at Bryn Mawr, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the tri-school that have, like, kind of shaped you. I mean, I'm sure your biology teachers have played a big role in your life because you're so interested in that subject. Yeah, I think my freshman year biology um, teacher, Dr. Hamilton, who was only at Roland Park for a year, but she made such a great impact, like, not only for the content that she was teaching, but also, like, who she was as a person. Like, she had such amazing passions outside of the classroom as well, which, like, showed me all of the different ways I could take biology um, into the future. Like, she had a business where she took care of plants on the side, and she climbed trees, and just was this amazing woman who, like, did everything she wanted to and, um, <laughs> like, never held back. Like, ins- like insane activities you would never even think of. You know, she was doing it. Biology teacher climbs trees. That's great. <laughs> she was a <laughs> crazy person, um, but definitely left, like, a last, like, lasting impact to have, like, that yeah. super fun adult in your life. And she would leave, like, notes in our lockers, like, I know you're trying your best and, like, things like that. So mm-hmm. it made a difference. What's um in the realm of biology, what has like fascinated you from day one? What's the most interesting part of that subject for you, do you think? Because I know it's a, it's a big subject and there's a lot that you can study, but is there something specifically that really caught your interest at first? Yeah, so I'm studying cell and molecular biology next year, which is what I truly like. And just like the, it's fascinating. I can't even wrap my mind around like, how you have so many tiny things inside of you, like doing, you know, one big, you know, process and being able to sustain life and just everything that goes on inside of every person, like at their core. And that's like similar about everybody Mm -hmm. is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then somehow we're different, you know, like it's just 
it's very philosophical, but like learning how everybody works is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the first things I think I have a younger sister in seventh grade and I think maybe sixth grade or fifth grade, Mm -hmm. I was home and helping her out with all of the parts of the cell, the mitochondria cell wall, the difference between the plant and the animal cell. It's interesting. It is. But at first, you know, when you first learn it, it's like you don't realize that these little things Mm -hmm. matter and they build up to you. Yeah, like thinking about like where I started off with like biology in elementary school, like your sister all the way up to like what you learn now and the more you grasp it, it's like the more amazing it becomes. Wow. And I assume you're in, are you in biology now? Mm -hmm. I am. AP bio? Yes. How's that? It's going well. It's my favorite class. I'm also very fortunate with my teacher, Mr. Morganti, who like creates so many fun ways to look at biology and we're constantly doing different games and labs and it it stays very hands-on despite being an AP class. Now, is there a lot of memorization involved or is it more equations? Like what is biology kind of, like what is the study like? Is it a lot of regurgitation I feel like I remember where I had to like read a lot of things and just commit it to memory for the tests? A lot of it is committing to memory, um, bigger concepts um, about how things work. But then I think the questions are very interesting about how you apply that information. And they'll give you like a sample experiment, like what are you going to do with the information that you have, like to be able to like solve this experiment or things like that. Or, um, you know, like calculating different genetic possibilities as well. Mm-hmm. So it is a lot of memorization, but the test itself are more like applying that knowledge. Hmm. And you have bio lab, correct? Yes. You have lab day? What's been the most interesting lab that you've done in high school? We did a like a gel electrophoresis lab, which is the process of separating different particles to determine their similarities and differences within their DNA. So you can see like how fast it travels through a gel to like see how similar it is, which I think is fascinating. Like if it lines up the same you know, the two samples line up, then they're the same thing. But if they're off like a little bit, then they have like a little bit of genetic difference. And like, you know, the farther out it goes, the more genetically different it is. Wow. Very precise and meticulous. It is. And it's like great to see like the, you know, little tiny details. I find a lot of joy in that. Cool. Well, good luck with that next year. That's That sounds awesome. Thank uh, you. Definitely not. I mean, I'm interested in it, but it sounds very intense. But I'm glad that you love it and uh, passionate about it. It's going to be great study you already kind of know that you want to major in that so do you have to take gen ed classes or or you know is is liberal arts is um Tulane liberal arts or is it focused on something specific yeah I mean like it's um I definitely will be a part of like the liberal arts college there which has a very long list of gen ed requirements which was something that almost like deterred me away from it but the more I think about it the more excited I am to be able to take a lot of different classes outside of my major as well. Um, mm-hmm. And they have like a ton of professors that I'm su- super excited about working with. Like Walter Isaacson is one of my favorite authors of all time. No way. And he teaches a history class there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to be on that wait list. Wow. So, yeah, that's extremely exciting. He's big time. He He's written yes. a lot of biographies, right? right? Steve Jobs and Da Vinci, I think. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. And Einstein as well. And so I'm very excited too. So you've read some of those. I have. What was the Da Vinci one like? I haven't read that yet. It was crazy because it like tied in his love of art and science, mm-hmm. and so which are two of my passions. And so getting to learn how we made all of these scientific discoveries through studying things in order to make better art was like my favorite part about the book. He was a genius yes. for sure. Yes. 
Cool. Well, that's going to be awesome. I'd love to hear back after you take a class with Walter Isaacson. I will, for sure, if I get off that wait list. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely will. That's the worst. You know, sometimes in college, the most popular classes, there's a wait list or an application to get in. I just, I think that's kind of a bummer sometimes, but yeah. it is what it is, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of demand for a professor or a class. There's not much else you can do. I know some classes I took in college, though, they videotaped it. So, mm-hmm. you you know, it's not the same as being in the actual room, but you could at least take a class and watch it on your computer. I mean, it's kind of lame, but... No, that's a nice touch to have. Did you have one in a uh, favorite class in college? Favorite class? I took a really cool class with um, the former... Uh, editor-in-chief of the New York Times, Jill Abramson, and it was a very small class. I had to apply mm-hmm. for it, and somehow I got in. It was like me and 12 other people, and the class was it was about journalism, and it was during the 2016 election, so we were looking at news sites and seeing how different news sites kind of reported different things, with different vi- biases, and it was fascinating because that was kind of during the time when the term fake news started coming out and you know we were actually looking at that as it was happening um with a person who was very you know high up in this industry so she could point out like this article is biased because x and y and and it was just great so that was probably my favorite class i did take a computer science class and that was the one that they they filmed Mm -hmm. um and that was so hard for me yeah, I'm taking computer science at Bryn Mawr, and I love my teacher, I love my class, but for a second I was like, oh, I'm go- this is going to be my major, and then I got out of unit one, and I was like, nope, not for me. Really? How come? Yes. Why, why do you say that? It's it's challenging, and yeah. I, I still don't like understand like how computers read code, and think, mm-hmm. I'm still having like trouble wrapping my head around that. So it's been interesting to learn about, though, and like being able to like write a program is incredible, but... Yeah, I mean it's it's fascinating, and you really you kind of learn how these devices work, which is mm-hmm. cool. Like you're holding your phone, and like you have some idea of how when you touch this app, it opens up mm-hmm. to this page, and you put your password in, right? But the thing that bugged me the most is I was up till three a.m. on like a Wednesday night looking for that one semicolon one error, yes. in my code. Yeah, it is extremely frustrating um, times like that, but it is rewarding when you finally find it. So. Do you guys, for that class, do you have a midterm? Do you have a final for that? Yeah, I have a, we did have a midterm. We had a lot of unit tests and then the AP exam on Wednesday. So it'll be a tough one, but (laughs) looking forward to having it over with. This is a big week. I didn't realize how soon AP tests come, come up. I mean, it's the first week of May. You'd think they'd be a little bit later, but. Right around the corner and get it done with the beginning of May and it's, you know, like the end of a lot of classes, so. Things are wrapping up. Mm -hmm. So you've got this week, next week is the last week, and then you're on Encounter. Right. Wow. Yeah, so it it went by, like, so quickly. Like, I was scrolling through my camera roll the other night, like, having one of those, like, late-night thoughts, like, did this actually happen? Like, you know, I can't, you know, like, remember, like, those middle months. It flew by so fast. So was it your freshman year was COVID or sophomore year? I mean, a little bit of both. Like, it hit March of freshman year. So what's your sense of, like, how... You know, people your age, seniors, have responded or come out of COVID because I don't think, I don't know if that's been fully recognized, the, the effect of, like, being at home for that long. Like, what's your sense of of that, you know, emergence from COVID-19, working from home, you know, taking classes online for pretty much two years? 
Yeah, I think it definitely made us a lot stronger as a class coming out of it, you know, like being separated for so long and like not getting to build those strong connections like your first two years and then like finally getting to be back in the building and getting to be with people and like appreciating what it's like learning in a classroom and like having those in-person connections like definitely brought us together. Do you feel like some people, I think I, I think I believe this, like some people would almost rather be on their computers at home and, and taking Zoom classes than being in person? Yeah, like it definitely can be easier for people to learn. And I think without like those outside distractions, so to speak, it can be easier to focus for some people. I thought for a little bit that I was one of those people, but I definitely have enjoyed in-person, you know, connections, and I feel like there's a lot more participation that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's just the type of learner I am. Like, I like hearing those outside questions that I, you know, couldn't even come up with and things like that. I remember our class last year in English. I thought your class especially had so many different viewpoints, and it was interesting to hear you, all of your takes on the things that we read. So I think that class specifically was a good English class in general is a good place to, you know, be together. But computer science, for instance, I wouldn't mind taking that on the computer because then you're a little bit more independent. I agree for sure. All right, Grace. Well, we've got Walter Isaacson as a book rec. Yes. What what else do you have for us today, book recommendations wise? I really like Tuesdays with Maury um, by Mitch Albom. So he... Um, Mitch follows along sort of the end of his professor Maury's life. So at the end of his time in college, he like made this promise to his professor of sociology that he would like come back and like visit and keep in touch because he had made such a great impact on his life. And then he sort of got so you know busy that he fell out of touch with um, his professor. And then when he hears that he's passing away, he reaches out to him and they start spending every Tuesday together. And um, his professor, Maury, sort of teaches him how to live and what it's like to live knowing that you're dying. And so it's one of those books that sort of like, you know, rips your heart apart and like puts it back together in a way. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that deep. It does get deep, but it's an interesting read, especially as a senior Mm -hmm. and, you know, leaving someplace and like being reminded to look back to Mm -hmm. high school and those people who have made an impact. Hmm. It reminds me a little bit, and I should read it again, because I know it's a short book, right? It's, it it's quick, yeah. but uh, it reminds me of a lot of this book I teach in this leadership class in this in the fall. Um, am I forgetting the book's title? Uh, breath. When Breath Becomes Air. Mm-hmm. Have you read that one? No, it's on my list, though. Okay, yeah. I would recommend that okay. one. That one, very similar to the one you're describing. It's about a doctor who finds out in his 30s really really sad that he has stage four cancer Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's very deep but he's writing the book and he was one of these people you know sort of similar to your interest where he's a surgeon but he also really loved english and he wanted Mm -hmm. to be an english person for a long time in college and he took english classes and then just went the pre-med route so he's a very talented writer but he's describing he's describing his time in medical school and you know, as a surgeon through these really vivid writing. Um, so I would recommend that book. It's very I powerful. For sure. Yeah. It sounds very similar in that way. Yeah. So, all right, Grace. Well, anything else that we should cover today on the episode? What are we on at 122, 123? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been going along for a while. I think we need some more Roland Park 
For gets. sure, not a lot of Roland Park representation over there. I know. It's definitely yeah. a different side of the tri-school and a totally different environment from you know the side of the bridge. So I'd I like to get it. some teachers, mm -hmm. maybe. I will give you a list. Okay. I think Miss Carter Bay, she just... Um, she was the dean of students, and now she's the assistant head of the upper school. Has had a lot of experience in different roles, and so I think she's phenomenal. Okay. And same with Miss Sarah Pope in the Leadership Institute as well. She's taught a whole bunch of different classes on like philanthropy and finance, and she was a lower school teacher too. So. All right. Fantastic people. That'd be great, and maybe a couple seniors. Even though I know yes. we don't have much time left uh, with the seniors, you guys are leaving and going, you know, to the next chapter, but. Yeah, we'll try to fit in a couple more. For sure. Well, Grace, thank you. It's been a great episode. Best of luck to you next year. It sounds amazing what you're doing. So um, good luck, and thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me.